T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Argue about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. five-hour km to am keep mcpherson on the fan you have me from 7 p.m to 12 midnight we're gonna talk about the sports go sports there's no basketball on tonight that kind of sucks but it's election day and maybe you're watching election coverage i'm not i'm about to watch the devils let's go devils the devils have been rolling let's talk about those first place New Jersey Devils tonight. No one cares about hockey. Some people do. I got a couple guests lined up. Dan Duggan will join me at 8.30 to talk about Xavier McKinney, Kenny Galladay, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and the New York football Giants. Right after that, 9.30 CP, the franchise from Nick Fan TV will join me at 9.30 as we preview Nick's Nets, talk a little Knicks with him, and get ready for that matchup tomorrow night when the NBA is back on the floor. Keep McPherson on the fan. Obviously, I'm taking your calls, 877-337-6666. If you've got something to say, tonight's the night. I'll get to you. We'll move quickly. Uh, in the time that I'll have my guests on 8.30, 9.30, we won't be taking calls. But before we get there, I'll lead off talking about the New York Yankees. I was saying to Paulie and... Tommy and just, you know, here in C-Mac, like, here we are, November 8th, the GM meetings are going on, and uh, we get this Drink Champs interview, I don't know if you guys know what Drink Champs is, you should, uh, but maybe you're not a hip-hop fan, maybe you're not a Noriega fan, but Derek Jeter did Drink Champs, and we have some clips coming from there, but, you know, he said some things, some things we've heard before, but I feel like it just keeps stirring the pot in the Yankees universe, right? The stove is hot already. We're freshly into the offseason and free agency, and it hasn't cooled off. I feel like Yankee fans still have an axe to grind. Uh, Yankees fans this offseason seem uh, just as mad as any offseason I can remember in the past, and they're out for blood. I feel like there's a lot of Yankees fans with takes and thoughts and things that they still want to say about this season, and I thought, 
you know, a couple weeks now um, since the Yankees were swept out of the ALCS. I thought people would cool off and move on from it. I'm the type. I pack up my Yankees gear. You will not see me with the New York Yankees logo, maybe outside of my book bag. I know the guys in here see my book bag I come in with. But I don't walk around year-round with the Yankee logo on. I'm a little bit embarrassed to be a Yankees fan. So I don't want to have those random conversations in the bodega or, you know, on the street or wherever you might run into another Yankees fan. I don't want to have those conversations right now. Is Aaron Judge staying or going? What are they going to do about Donaldson? But you know what? My job is to host a show where we do exactly that. So I'll have it here. Call me up, Yankees fans. I'm going to play some clips in a little bit when we come back from break so that you can hear what Brian Cashman said at the GM meetings that are going on right now and what Derek Jeter had to say about the Yankees uh, in his Drink Champs interview, which came out of nowhere for me. But, you know, Jeets, when he came out with the captain and uh, he had his Hall of Fame night, he he did a little bit of a media run and he made himself available. And there are Yankees fans that seem to think Derek Jeter or Donnie Baseball want to come back to New York and be a part of the organization, and I laugh that off. The same way I laugh off the fans that say Brian Cashman can't lead this team. They need a new voice. They need a new direction. Well, he's back, and uh, we don't know what the contract details are going to be, but I would assume he's here for the next couple years that Boone is here and longer, probably the next decade. He's 55. I've mentioned that. He's 55. When's he going to retire? 65? So you probably got another 10 years of Brian Cashman. And yeah, there are changes that need to be made, and now's the time, right? We saw today that the Yankees extended the qualifying offer to Anthony Rizzo. Of course they did. $19.65 million qualifying offer. Remember when they didn't want to extend the qualifying offer to Didi Gregorius? And they told you Glaber Torres was ready to be the shortstop? <laughs> yeah, they forced that one on us for two years. I mean, they're going to make some mistakes, but this is an offseason I feel like it's enough with the mistakes. It's enough with the uh, forcing guys on us like Aaron Hicks and Josh Donaldson and IKF that don't pass the eye test. Or even Glaber Torres, who didn't ever pass the eye test as a shortstop. It's time to just go and get the guys that we know we can count on. Put the guys out there that are going to make it happen and get it done. These guys failed so badly in the postseason. You just feel like that should motivate them. And I think they're at a crossroads here. It's a 13-year drought, and we're in one of the longest Yankees World Series droughts. And I'm going to keep saying that because I feel like the fans talk about that, but that's not something internally they talk about at all. They got to figure it out. They got to get rid of some guys. Call me up if you think they're going to get rid of Aaron Hicks or Josh Donaldson or IKF. Uh, call me if you think they're going to bring up Volpe or you know Peraza to start at shortstop since he got a little bit of run at the end of the year. There's so many questions with the Yankees. You know, are they going to re-sign Benintendi? Will Rizzo come back? I think Rizzo and Judge are besties, so they're attached at the hip. If Judge comes back, then Rizzo may be the next chip to fall, but it starts with Judge. He's the big fish, and uh, it was positive to see him supporting his wife as she ran in the New York City Marathon doing New York-type things. So, Yankees fans, if you've got your thoughts and takes that you've wanted to get out on WFAN, we'll do that tonight. But then uh, Dan Duggan will join me at 8.30 to talk about the Giants. And, you know, Xavier, Xavier McKinney, I think it's Xavier. People, people say Xavier, but I think it's Xavier McKinney. If I'm, no, it's Xavier. 
Uh, my friend Xavier Scruggs pronounces his name Xavier. It's not X. It's, it's Xavier. Xavier McKinney came out and said, you know, <laughs> it was a freak accident what happened to him on that ATV. And, you know, Brian Dayball said that they're all disappointed and what happened, and I'll ask I'll ask Dan about that a little bit. We saw Kenny Galladay out on the field running routes, practicing. That's positive for the Giants. I feel like they could definitely use that guy right now. And Odell Beckham Jr. Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. recently did a podcast, and he mentioned the likes of the Giants as a reunion, and the Bills, and the Packers, and the Dallas Cowboys. I think that conversation is heating up around the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones came out there. And spoke on that. Last night when I was on, Paulie and I were just laughing at Jim Ursay and this Jeff Saturday situation with him becoming the head coach in Indianapolis. I mean, the Colts, I just think he's an interim guy and they're about to tank the rest of the way. They'll probably lose a bunch of more games, but they're trying to get a top pick. They're scrambling. They have a 30-year-old passing coordinator. Let's see. Uh 30-year-old pass game special assistant and quarterbacks coach Parks Frazier is going to be calling the plays Sunday against the Raiders. Nothing can go wrong there. We'll see. Giants fans, in the uh, 8.30 to 9.30 window and hour, we will talk about the New York Giants coming out of this bye, hosting the Houston Texans, and uh, Tiki and Tierney hosting a tailgate over there at Reds coming up this weekend. Moving along, the Knicks, the Nets, the Knicks, they that's a big win for them last night, in my opinion. I, I keep telling you guys, I think like the, these Knicks are different. I'm not saying that they're going to compete in the East. I'm not saying that they're one of the best teams in the NBA, but they're different than they've been in the past, and they're different than we last saw them last year. You know, the, the league had everyone play last night, and there were some exciting games. 15 games on, of course, you're going to get some excitement. The Nets lost an exciting game to the Dallas Mavericks, Came down to the wire. But I remember being on earlier before this uh, matchup with the Timberwolves last night saying, you know, with Carl Anthony Towns and uh, Anthony Edwards' little beef, uh, you know, they, I don't know what they are. I don't know what the Timberwolves are, A-Rod's club. The Knicks can go on the road and beat them, though. If the Knicks play like they've been playing, team basketball, playing defense, moving the basketball, uh, you know, sharing the wealth, Right now, they look like a different team. And last night, Julius Randle led the way. Some nights, he can be the guy. Not every night, some nights. But his 31 points were also accompanied by 23 from Jalen Brunson, 22 from R.J. Barrett. That's kind of how they drew it up, right? You know, those three guys leading the way. And then Obi Toppin being solid off the bench. CP, the franchise, you've heard him on the fan, but you've obviously heard him on Knicks fan TV. He's like the main Knicks fan online, in my opinion, to go to. So I've asked him to join me tonight. He'll be on at 9.30. We'll talk Knicks from 9.30 to 10, 10.30. Then the rest of the night, I'm on till 12. Open mic. Call me up if you want to talk Jets, even though the Jets are on the bye. Call me up if you want to talk Nets. There's a ton to talk about with the Nets, mostly not positive. Uh, but Shams did drop a little bit of a Shams bomb. It didn't really shake the earth, but... Today, Kyrie Irving did meet with Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA. And Sham Sharania usually is a guy that we think gets his info from the players, right? He's got connections with different players. And he tweeted out that Commissioner Adam Silver and Kyrie Irving met this morning. And the sides have had a productive and understanding visit 
paving the way for the Nets and their suspended star to work through his steps on a potential path forward. What does that mean? I don't know, honestly. But I think they're trying to work towards Kyrie Irving returning. I know there's a lot of conversation. There's been a lot of conversation about Kyrie never playing again for the Nets or the conditions set on Kyrie Irving. Would he do them? Will he comply? Jalen Brown spoke out to say that that was too much. And uh, who knows? The Kyrie saga is exhausting. The Nets still haven't named a head coach. They might actually stick with Jacques Vaughn because he was able to go 2-1 and one on the road, beating the Wizards, beating the Hornets, and then losing in the last seconds to the Dallas Mavericks for the second time this season. So Nets fans, you got some space here too. Mets fans, if you want to call up and talk about Jacob deGrom, let's do it. Let's do it. There's two sides. I, I heard Evan. Evan says he's alone. Evan says he's alone in one Jacob deGrom. I don't, I don't believe that. I think there's a lot of Mets fans that know who Jacob deGrom is. They've seen him, and they have hope for who he'll be once he signs a contract, and they hope that that's not for the Rangers or the Braves, right? You know, uh, Chris Young, the GM of the Rangers, just came out. There's a clip from him saying that starting pitching is their number one priority. Last year, they went out and signed two top middle infielders in Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. They've got guys, and uh, they're looking to add some more. So there's a chance that they might be in the running for Jacob deGrom. Of course they will be. Mets fans, call me up and tell me about your offseason. Steve Cohen's going to spend. He already spent. He's the first one. Boop. Edwin Diaz locked up for five years, $102 million. He's not done. They're talking Trey Turner. Man, if the Mets get Trey Turner, that's not fair. <laughs> it could happen, though. We've got sports to talk about. Devil's on tonight. And uh, I'm a Devils fan trying to get more into the Devils. But the NBA seems to always be in the way. Tonight, no NBA in the way. The first place Devils are on. I'll have my eyes on that in here. Islanders, Rangers, obviously also going on. Uh, call me up, hockey fans, if you're watching that game. This is the fan, man. I'm trying to talk to the fans about sports. My name's Keith McPherson, your nighttime host. I got to break it down, and when we come back, we'll get into it, all right? I'll we really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 
Be right back. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. And you say New York City. Just like that, the Islanders are on the board. one nothing in Madison Square Garden. Keep McPherson on the fan tonight. Five-hour KM to AM. Thanks for joining me. Call up. Let's talk about some sports, obviously. Uh, this is what we're going to do here before I take some calls. I, I can't find the clip. Maybe we do have the clip, actually. I know Paulie just did some work and put together some sound from Derek Jeter. You guys know who Derek Jeter is, right? Cool. Drink Champs, which is Noriega. And I forget who hosts the podcast with Noriega. I always forget his name. He's a DJ. Is it DJ Essen? DJ FM? Something like that. Uh, they host a Drink Champs podcast where they drink and they have a bunch of different people on. I actually think, you know, going back to two weeks ago before Kyrie decided to jump into the pool with Kanye West, Kanye West had a Drink Champs interview where he said some questionable things, but it made news. Yes, DJ FN is the guy that hosts uh, with Noriega. So we're going to play some clips from Derek Jeter on Drink Champs because I'm assuming not everyone is aware of this. Not everyone had two hours to watch this. I haven't watched it yet. I might do that tonight when I go home. But he said some interesting things, some things we've heard him say before, but I'm using this as a uh, segue into modern day and where we are. Pauly, just roll the clips, I guess, in order the way you have them so that people can hear them. Has the game changed in your eyes since you played? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's all analytics. Right. You know, it's all, you know, analytics have taken over the game. I, I always think anytime you make a decision, you want to have as much information as you possibly can. Right. Right. If you, if you say no to that, then you're not doing your job. But I also think you can't measure everything. Right. Uh, you know, Mr. Tory, Joe Tory, Joe used to always say you can't, you can't measure person's heartbeat. People right. have heartbeats. Right? Right. You can't necessarily just take a player from Milwaukee and plug him into New York and think the same thing's going to happen. There's more pressures, you know? Oh, right. You have to get to know people. And um, so analytics can't measure everything. And I think the game has gotten very, very analytical. Okay. Well, that was Jeter's thoughts on when he played versus modern day. And we talk a lot about analytics we talk a lot about the eye test. We talk about these hidden numbers that the Yankees lean on for decision-making and that they lean on to take up for their players. And one of their greatest players is talking about heartbeat and uh, you know the intangibles and the things that aren't on paper. And something that I always say about the Yankees and baseball in general is there's no computers on the field. You have the computers to predict things. Yes, you have these computers now that give you numbers you didn't once have, but there has to be a feel for the game. I'm still looking for this Jeter clip, but we do have some other ones. That was Jeter on analytics. We also have Jeter uh, <laughs> clearing up the uh, old Yankees jersey beef that Yankees fans have. I'll play what he said, and then I'll say what I usually say. Go for it, Paulie. All of my friends, I went and bought a Derek Jeter jersey. <laughs> like they laughing at me already. I went and bought and when I, 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 for some reason, maybe I've been in Florida too long, I didn't know that if I had your name on the back of it, 
is not official. They would literally not let me come in here with this jersey. Right, right. Because right. It's, it, let's hear it from you. To, if to be official, you can't have your can't name have on it. Name. No, Yankees one of the few teams that don't have their name mm. on the jersey. You know? <laughs> so I always say the Yankees sell jerseys with the names on the back. It's perfectly fine for you to buy a jersey with the name on the back. I'm not. Because I've been in this long enough. I know the game. I know how it goes. You'll get roasted for that. But I'm not going to roast a 13-year-old kid whose dad bought him a jersey and it says judge on the back. It's fine. The Yankees profit off them. And sometimes you can't even find the player you want or the size you want without it on the back. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But the captain just said, oh, no, 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 no. You can't do that. But he's talking to grown men. He's talking to Noriega, who's got millions. You should have an authentic number two Derek Jeter jersey, no name on the back. You shouldn't be buying a replica that says Jeter across the back. I actually own a Jeter, uh, Jeter. I have a few Jeter jerseys, but I have a Jeter number two in pinstripes with Jeter across the back. It was my first ever baseball jersey. I think I got it when I was 10 or 11. It's in my closet. I don't ever wear it to the stadium, but like I'm not going to throw it away because it says Jeter on the back. Think about the kids. Think, think about the children. <laughs> the children want to rep their favorite player. Like, these kids now, they don't want just a 9-9. They want it to say judge on the back. So anyone that doesn't know, if there is anyone that doesn't know, they know then. All right, play the last Jeter clip, and I'm trying to still find this other clip because uh, there's so much from this two hours of him speaking. Where there's no way we can play it all, but we've got one more clip. Go for it, Paulie. Is that the best fans in the world? By far, it's not even close. You know, the thing with the Yankee fans is they pay attention. Mm-hmm. Every single day. You mm-hmm. mentioned 1998. We mm-hmm. we had a rough patch towards the end of the year. First mm-hmm. of all, we won a division in April. Right. Uh, it was over. Right. We just played five months that right. you know we already won, mm-hmm. and we had a rough patch at the end. And you're walking down the streets, and you know fans yelling, "You better turn it around. You guys right. are gonna blow it." I'm like, "Damn, we're up 25 games right now." <laughs> but they watch every single day. They expect excellence. Uh, they do not take excuses. Right. I mean, you got to stand in front of your locker and you have to answer questions when things don't go well. Right. And, you know, it's like I always just tell my teammates, if you want to escape the locker room, do it when you have a good game. Mm-hmm. You know, you find a lot. Of, I find out a lot about people when how yeah. they handle adversity. Right. New Yorkers want to see. First of all, I don't know if you necessarily say they want to see you fail. See but the, they do. They yeah. want to see how you're going to bounce back. See from you failure. tested. Yes, yeah, right. yes, yes. So um, Take your wins with your W's. Yankee fans yeah. are the best, man. Okay. Yankee fans are the best, and we haven't changed. We represent New York. We represent the city. We represent how hard it is to make it there. And I love when Jeter talks about it. I love when Jeter speaks on his time, especially when we live in this time where reports come up about booze and how brutal the booing was and how harsh the fans are and how no one wants to play for the Yankees. Get out of here, bro. This is the best place to play. This is the main stage. And it's hard. The pinstripes are heavy. But if you make it here, you are immortalized. And Jeter is a living legend, a walking legend, a Hall of Famer who did it, who took it on, who literally came out and said, I would have booed myself, who understood that the boos were not because the fans hate you or want to see you do bad. The boos are because they hold you to a certain standard of expectations. And when you don't perform... We're not cheering when that last out is made. We're not cheering when you strike out for the third or fourth time. Boo. Boo them all. They booed Hal Steinbrenner as he walked on the field 
with a $222,000 check for Derek Jeter's turn two foundation. As soon as he crossed over the first baseline, the fans booed Hal. Anybody can get it. It's just how it goes. It wasn't even in a game, right? That was a Derek Jeter night uh, an hour before the game, half hour before the game. All right, did we get the last clip from this Jeter podcast with Noriega, DJ Effin, Drink Champs? Yes, we did. Okay, and this is going to segue us you know, more into modern day. That last one about the fans definitely does, but uh, listen to this part. When I was a free agent, I was only a free agent once in my career. And right when I... World Series is over. You can be a free agent. I went and met with our owner and GM, team president, my agent. And I said, look, verbatim, I'm not going anywhere. What? Not going anywhere. I said, I told my agent, I probably shouldn't do this in negotiations. <laughs> but I told my agent, if any other team calls, tell them I'm not interested. Just treat me fairly. Treat Honestly. me fairly. Don't make it public. Right. Only thing I ask. And, they made it and then they made it public. Yeah. Was that the kids <clears throat> or was that the boss? No, that was um, front office. Was the ball still around at that time? No. No. When I was a- hmm. That's tough, right? For Yankees fans right now, as Aaron Judge is a free agent for the first time, it's almost a little bit like deja vu. We felt this before. We've seen this before. And when I heard Jeter say that, I thought about driving to Yankee Stadium on opening day, BT and Tiki hosting at the Hard Rock, and me parking my car and hearing them live roll out the details of the extension that Aaron Judge did or did not accept, right? We didn't know before the game because Judge is a professional. He wanted to keep it private. He gave them a deadline. The deadline was before that first pitch on opening day. They put out the extension number, which I still tell you guys, go look at Mookie Betts' contract. That's what they were doing. First negotiation, right? First offer of a negotiation. They put that out there to Judge. I did not like at all. I still don't like, and I feel like we don't talk about it enough. I don't like how they put that out there on opening day. It kind of soured opening day. Luckily, we ended up getting the win, right? All was was well that ended well. But I didn't like how an hour before the game, when Judge is supposed to be warming up, he's literally telling reporters, I got to go get into my routine, right? And you've heard Anthony Rizzo talk about Judge's routine and – his approach to the game, that's why he's so good. He's He's got a meticulous routine. And the Yankees not only mess with that before game one of 162 at home in front of all their fans welcoming their fans back, they threw his contract numbers out there, I think in a way to, to kind of make him look like he turned down a fortune, right? Kind of, I don't even know what the word is, not embarrass him, not expose him. But, you know, basically to to put him out on Front Street, hey, we, we tried, folks. Here's the number we offer Judge. I remember having shows where I said, you never turn down your first fortune. That's a lot of money for Judge to turn down. But I also had shows where I said, hey, we're going to have a fun season. We're going to have a good time watching Aaron Judge bet on himself. He turned down $230 million. That That guy knows he's worth $300 million and he's going to go out there and prove it. Let's pray he stays healthy and puts together a big year. And look at the year Aaron Judge just put together, folks. He made himself a lot of money. I feel like he's going to make at least $300 million. Like the, the talks have to start there. The negotiations have to start there at $300 million. How many years? We don't know. But I think the Yankees may have upset him or his representation just by not having the de- the decency to keep that information private. Okay, he didn't take the deal. 
So kind of in like a sour way, <laughs> you're going to put the numbers out there. Oh, yeah, he didn't he didn't sign. This is what we offered him. See, and now you look, you're in a situation where you owe him more. Now, the GM meetings I mentioned are underway. Paul, was just telling me Billy Epler is speaking now. So maybe we'll get some clips from Billy Epler. But of course, the biggest fish in this free agency in this offseason is the guy that just hit 62. The biggest guy. The best player. He's about to win AL MVP, Aaron Judge. And uh, they asked Brian Cashman some questions. Well, one real question. And I'm sure Yankees fans that are on Twitter and Instagram have seen this. Paulie, do you have the clip from the GM meetings? And uh, the reporter's asking Brian Cashman a quick question. Have you uh, touched base at all with the judges' camp? Uh, No comment. Is that one of your couldn't say, wouldn't say? No, no, that we're early. So just to say that, I'll use that a little later in the interview. (laughs) Yeah, no comment. Now don't say anything. Now be private. Now keep it all quiet. And now we'll move on to some calls. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan. We're going to talk Yankees right now. And then uh, Dan Duggan will join me at 8.30 and we will switch gears to the Giants. But there's people that have already called up. Whatever you guys want to talk about, we'll take. But let's keep on this conversation. I'm sure now some folks listening to Derek Jeter speak on Drink Champs and Brian Cashman speak at the GM meetings are hitting that phone line. Let's go to Neil and Manalapin on the fan. What's up, Neil? Hey, Keith. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling. Hey, I wanted to let you know that I don't think it makes a difference um, obviously a little bit, but even if we sign Judge, it won't make a difference because of Cashman and Boone and how the Yankees have been thinking the last 13 and basically the last 20 years. The pitching is just not very good besides Cole, and Cole is like a 1A, 2-plus, whatever. I don't consider him a great starter. We don't have enough pitching. We can't rely on Nestor again to have a great year or Severino or any other minor leaguers that might come up. So that's probably the biggest problem. And we just don't have that good of a player besides Judge. I don't know. It's going to be the same thing. I don't look at the pitching as not being good enough. I I think the pitching performed way above expectations this year. And uh, I'm with you on, on, you know, Garrett Cole isn't exactly what we wanted for $36 million. But, you know, he showed himself in that Guardian series. I don't think the pitching is is an issue. I, I think the Yankees actually have multiple guys now in this rotation that you feel solid about from Cole to Nestor to Seve. Let's see what Frankie Montas has after an offseason. Let's see if they bring back Jamison Tyone, Domingo Herman, Clark Schmidt. There's some other guys in play. Do I think it's elite? No. Do I think it's enough to beat the Astros? No. But in this class of free agent pitchers. I don't know who exactly they're, they're not going to go sign DeGrom. I don't think they're going to land Verlander, nor do I want Verlander. I think the pitching just has to take another step. And I think they did this year. They surprised some people this year. And I think they can do the same next year. And I think that bullpen is, is going to be super solid. But I'm with you as far as like, you know, the Yankees, you, the Yankees signed Judge and they're not going to do too much else. Thanks for the call, Neil. I just know they're going to they're gonna look at that as, ah, we've got so much money tied up in Judge. We we gave you Judge, right? We 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 signed him. He's here for the next eight years or whatever. But that has now uh, stopped our ability to go get other free agents, right? It's not the pitching to me, folks. Do we watch October? They struck out a ton. 
And there wasn't it wasn't a game where they, you know, lost and, and gave up eight runs, ten runs. It was just like they could not hit. They were in games close, and they were in games close, taking guys out early, but then just making some of the wrong moves in the bullpen. So the bullpen has to be fortified. The bullpen has to be solid, and really the bullpen has to be healthy, right? You were missing some key guys down the stretch. Things go different, and I know it's an excuse for most Yankees fans, but like injuries this year are a big factor in what happened to the Yankees. They got swept. That's on the players. That that never goes away. That sucks. But they didn't have Benintendi. They didn't have LeMayu. They didn't have Michael King. They didn't have Scott Efros. They didn't have guys that they were expecting to literally have out there available. Ron Marinasio. Chad Green. And I know it was months from Chad Green, but they did not have him. The pitching to me isn't the, pro- the problem. I'll take Cole, Nestor, Seve, and then if it's Montas, I don't know, I would like to go see them get Carlos Rodon. But do I think they're going to go spend the money to get Carlos Rodon? I don't. Why? Because I'm I'm judging off of the past years. They wanted Cole. They felt like he fit the need. They felt like they had the money. And they felt like he was the white whale. They went to get him. And then he wasn't exactly what they expected. We have not seen Houston Astros Garrett Cole in a while. I mean, post-Spider-Tack Garrett Cole, he ain't the same guy. Some people debate whether he's an ace or not. I'm over that debate. He redeemed himself and showed himself in October when it really mattered. Uh, he's got to lead the way. He's paid to, to be the guy. And Nestor's got to do it again. Nestor knows that. Can't be a one-hit wonder. Severino is probably itching to pitch a whole season. They put him on the 60-day IL this season. Frankie Montas, if he's the competitor that he says he is, then he'll take this offseason and the uh, couple experience. Uh, the couple starts he experienced in Yankee Stadium and build on that going into a full season with the Yankees. I think I'd like to see Jamison Tyone back. Why not? If he wants to stay, I'm not sure what it'll cost. I don't expect them to go out and land uh, free agent arms. I think they're going to stick with what they have. I think they feel like they have a lot, especially at the deadline, all of the arms that they traded away, all the young arms, right? Potential guys that we heard about, J.P. Sears, Waldichuk, Luis Medina, some of those guys that they beck way, some of those guys they sent on away, even the guys they traded for Joey Gallo, like they let a lot, a lot of arms go um, out of this farm system. So that tells me that I think the Yankees feel like with Matt Blake, they've got it under control. But what I feel like is if they do sign Judge, that's going to be it. That's the prize of this offseason, and they're going to pretty much run it back. There'll be a couple trades, and there should be. But free agent-wise, I don't expect them to go out and get Correa like I'm seeing. I don't expect them to go out and get Trey Turner. I don't expect them to go out and get Carlos Rodon or Verlander. They're, they're going to spend on Judge, and then they're going to tell you, hey, well, Aaron Judge is making $330 million. It is what it is. Young Mo out in Brooklyn on the fan. What's up, kid? Yeah, thanks for taking my call, Keith. No problem. Yeah, and everyone's everyone's talking about are the Giants for real? Are the Giants actually a good football team? And comeback wins are nice, one possession wins are nice. But I feel like over the next two games, Texans and Lions, the Giants really gotta get a statement win, a two touchdown win, something for real to show that they're for real. You know? I, uh, I I I would like to see that happen, but a win is a win, and they have been winning in the fourth quarter. A win is a win. I I think it would be cool for them to actually like step on a team. And impose their dominance. How great would it be for like Kenny Galladay to score his first touchdown? For Saquon to have a big game? Like maybe this Texans game because they're trash. Like they're just not good. They're not trying to win, and um, they can be had. 
Maybe that's the, the statement win. But the Lions, I think, are going to be tough, and I think that's going to be more of a grinded-out win. I think Giants fans looking at this team this year, you'll take a one-point win every Sunday. You'll take a, a field goal win every Sunday. It's not about covering the spread. It's about stacking wins, and the you know the fact that they stacked wins in the beginning of the season has them in a pretty good position to make the playoffs. So, you know, two touchdown wins are pretty. They're flashy. They don't happen that often for many teams. It'd be cool if the Giants could do that against the Texans coming up this weekend. But, man, you just want to keep stacking wins. They they have a, a real shot to be a double-digit win team in the first year under Joe Shane and Brian Dable. Yeah, I just feel like it'd be nice if, like, going into the last five minutes it's, of the game. We it's going to happen, Mo. In the next couple years... With Brian Dable and, and Joe Shane buying the groceries and cooking the meals, they're going to be able to put together some teams like the Bills, who we've seen roll teams. We've seen put up 30, 40 points, right? In the NFL, if, you are, if you're able to get up to 30 points, dare I say 40 points, that's crazy, right? It doesn't happen every Sunday, but I think the Giants have the potential in a couple years to be explosive like that. This year, just grind it out, get the win however you can get the win. Yeah, and I feel like the Yankees, besides forgetting Judge, I think the number two most important thing this offseason got to be finding a legit shortstop. I don't think Connor Fluff is the guy. He's not the guy. And uh, I can't do another season of him, you know, booting routine ground balls and then Aaron Boone saying he's one of the best. He's one of the best. He's one of the best. He's not. We all we all have eyes. We Like, I have a, a, I have a good eye test, Aaron. I don't have a good metric system. I don't. I don't do fan graphs. I don't do baseball reference. I don't do all of that. I, I just watch the games. And watching the game, there are definitely better shortstops with the Yankees. I'd rather see Cabrera get a shot. Really, I'd rather see Peraza get a shot. And, you know, maybe at the end of next season, Volpe gets a shot. Who knows? IKF can't be the guy. I understand he's here to be a stopgap between uh, the kids. But these kids are ready, and I think they deserve a shot. We'll see in spring training. And who knows? Maybe they do bring in a free agent shortstop, but I don't think they will because they're they're banking on Peraza or Volpe, uh, one of them to be the guy of the future. I also think third base is a huge problem, and uh, they got to figure out who's going to play third base. It can't be Josh Donaldson. I don't want to hear about his defensive run saved. He's a zero at the plate. He's a shell of himself. He's cooked. He'll be 37 next year. I don't. If they got to eat the money, they got to eat the money. You know. Yeah, I hope Josh Donaldson's not playing. Just before I go, Keith. Some quick fantasy advice. Do I start uh, Dante Foreman on uh, Thursday night or Jamal Williams? I'd start Jamal Jamal Williams. Uh, Foreman and the Panthers, man. Like You know what I always tell people, especially with running backs in, in fantasy, don't start running backs on teams that just don't score, that suck, or like can't get it going. Like The Panthers are struggling right now. Uh, Jamal Williams finds the end zone. They give him the rock, and Swift hasn't been – healthy all year. He's had two touchdown games. I think it's Jamal Williams over Foreman. I know Foreman had that big game a couple weeks ago against the Falcons, but that's on film now. They're not going to let that happen. Let me see. The Panthers play the Bengals. Um, no, who they play? That was, that was last week. Week 10. The Panthers face who this week? The, the Falcons again. Actually might want to consider that. They're running it back, but it's uh, it's in Carolina. So he had a big game against the Falcons. Let's see who the Lions are playing. The Lions are playing the Bears. I'd still go Williams. I'd still go Williams. I don't know how much the Panthers' offense is going to be able to do. Yeah, thanks for taking my call, Keith. Thanks for the call. 877-337-6666. It's time to take a break. Keep McPherson on the fan right back after this.
Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Yo, yo. Keith McPherson on the fan. Got a quick five minutes here. Going to take some calls that are not Yankees calls. But then when we come back from the break inside the 8 o'clock hour, we'll take the rest of the Yankees calls. And then Dan Duggan will join me at 8.30 to talk Xavier McKinney, uh, Aaron Robinson, um, Kenny Galladay, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, the New York football giants, as they are back from their bye week, hosting the Houston Texans and making a march towards the playoffs in year one of this new regime. Ahead of schedule, and uh, a fun November and December lined up for Giants fans. Good stuff. So, Giants fans, stay tuned. 8.30, we will have Dan Duggan on to talk Giants. Let's go to young Josh and Passaic on the fan. Hey, Keith. How you doing? Good, Josh. What's up, man? So, with the Nets game last night, starting after those two wins, I'm starting to get happy. All I had to do was win there. Come five and six, and go to the Knicks. Try to even up to five hundred, but they don't rebound. They go on five minute stretches in the fourth quarter where they don't score. And it's like Ben Simmons comes back here, like we'll give you a boost. And I don't know if Kyrie help is helping too much. The team just goes cold. The shooters don't hit. They just don't play defense. Yeah, that was a frustrating loss, but a tease of a potential win last night. I watched that game, and there wasn't a real point in time where I thought they were out of it there was a point in the fourth quarter around like six and five minutes where they had a, a travel and fouls and you know they were a mess uh, there were some shot clock violations and uh, like Kevin Durant got teed up for just talking trash I don't know the Nets are a mess they're a mess but they they were able to figure it out right they it looked like they had some positive energy without Kyrie those first two games and you would have loved to see them go 3-0 and on that little road trip, but that's hard to do, especially when you're undermanned, especially when you're expecting guys like Ben Simmons to contribute and be a part of this, and he's a shell of himself. He's not right. There was points in that game where I'm like, is this guy hurt? What's he doing? Or like, you know, Luke across him, and there's another time like clearly was pushing off on a pick where like he just does not look like a former defensive, you know, Top player, all-star, I don't know. So the the Nets right now are, are leaning on KD and the rest of the guys around him. And, of course, they enter a showdown against the Knicks at home, coming back home before going out west for another road trip. And I honestly think the Nets can win the game because of KD and the chip that he has on his shoulder when facing the Knicks. But there are Knicks fans and the New York Knicks that cannot wait for this matchup because the Knicks haven't beaten the Nets in the last couple years. So, you know, Knicks fans are trying to get one on the Nets, especially while the Nets are down, trying to kick the Nets while they're down. Here it comes. Well, I also wanted to hear your point on what's going on with Jordan and Isaiah Thomas. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I and I heard Craig and Evan talking about it. Uh, th- Those guys are old jokers, man. Like, and when I, what I say, what I mean by that, like, there is no beef, right? And there is no public public apology. Like Jordan is almost 60, and uh, it's just internet stuff. It's Twitter fingers. It's uh, you know talking on a microphone. 
but like nothing's really going to come out of it. Isaiah Thomas is 61. So we're talking about guys that are almost senior citizens beefing over like apologies and, uh, you know, I saw Isaiah Thomas. Until I get a public apology, this beef is going to go on for a long time. It's not beef because <laughs> I'm from the west side of Chicago. Please spare us with the where you're from, bro. You're grown and more than grown. You're 61. So that's not a real beef to me. They'll see each other or they won't. Uh, I don't expect an apology from Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Isaiah Thomas and Jordan have had beef since the 90s, and it is what it is. Late 80s. Right. <laughs> you know, way before uh, way before you were born and uh, around the time that I was coming into this world, they were beefing. You, know, remember, you probably don't remember, but the Pistons were, you know, Jordan's nemesis. They were in the way. They were bullies. And uh, Jordan had to overcome them and whatever. I just I just look at it like, you old man, you ain't going to do. You know, they're not going to do anything. It's, it's, it's Twitter beef. It's Internet stuff. Right, because, I, yeah, I did see that with the last dance. But last one with the Mets. I mean, that would be should be, like, the point being step one, probably step ten. You get the relievers back. You resign the hitters. And Keith, if you see a Devin from, say, he's a new young guy trying to get on the fan. So you go to him. All right. Thank you, Keith. Have a good night. All right. Josh, putting on for a friend. When we come back, Devin, you're on. I got to go to break, though. Keith McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.